Greetings and welcome to the sixth episode of the Canadian Military Heroes podcast. This episode we will be looking at the actions of Acting Corporal Leo Clark of the 2nd Battalion of the 2nd Canadian Infantry Division. Lionel Beaumaurice Clark was born in Waterdown, Ontario on December 1st, 1892, the son of Henry and Rosetta Clark. Despite this, he was raised in England until coming back to Canada to live in Winnipeg when he was 11 years of age. When the war broke out, he was working as a surveyor for CN Rail in the northern portion of Canada. After joining the Canadian Expeditionary Forces 27th Battalion, he would transfer into the 2nd Battalion in order to fight alongside his brother Charles. They fought together in Ypres in 1915 before being relocated on the battle line along with the rest of the 2nd Division to the Somme battlefield. Specifically, Corporal Clark was near the Mouquette Farm in Pozier, France, which was the location of some recently captured German trench lines. I say that like the act of capturing those trenches was easy, when in fact thousands of Australian and British soldiers lost their lives or were wounded taking them. In fact, so many soldiers were casualties that the Canadians had to be moved in to replace them, the Australians having suffered so many horrendous losses. At 4.45pm on September 9th, three companies of the 2nd Canadian Infantry Division were ordered to attack a German trench which was next to a rail line heading to Martin Puich a trench line that the Germans were extremely reluctant to relinquish, as it was a salient which was keeping the Canadians from attacking further towards Courcelette. The Canadians had to deal with this section of trench or endure German attacks on their flank, which was unacceptable. When the attacking Canadians arrived at the portion of trench they were to acquire, they found that their artillery had failed to dislodge or even discourage the enemy. They would have to be rousted out. This is when Leo Clark enters the story. Corporal Clark was ordered by his superior, Lieutenant Hui, to take part of a bomb team and clear a section of the trench. He was then to join up with Sergeant Nichols, who was to build a fortified dugout in preparation of the salient being eliminated. His dugout would be used to defend against any possible German counterattacks once the Canadians had secured the trench, but it would take time to complete and Nichols was relying on Clark to occupy the Germans' attention for long enough that he could finish. Clark entered the hotly contested trench first among all of his companions, who were right behind him. He was armed only with a rifle, his pistol, and some grenades. The trench was very well defended. After some vigorous close-in and hand-to-hand -hand combat, Clark and his fellow soldiers had succeeded in dislodging the defenders, but Corporal Clark was the only one not killed or wounded. Clark built a barricade with one hand while firing his pistol in the direction of the Germans. The officer in charge of the Germans ordered them to charge at Clark, but the German soldiers at first hesitated. Clark was able to use this hesitation to fire his pistol into the attacking Germans. Then when he ran out of ammunition for his revolver, he picked up a discarded German rifle and continued to exchange fire with the Germans. The senior German officer succeeded in wounding Clark below the knee with a bayonet, and Clark shot him for his trouble. This caused the last five remaining Germans to turn and flee, but Clark was not done yet. The Germans might be going to get help, or they might have gotten their courage back once out of range. He chased the retreating Germans down the trench, killing another four of them before the final German soldier yelled out in perfect English that he surrendered. Clark delivered his prisoner to Sergeant Nichols at his freshly built blockade, and then only went to get his wounds tended when Lieutenant Hui ordered him to do so. Clark would return to his squad the next morning. In total, he had managed to kill two officers and 16 soldiers, almost single-handedly. For his efforts that day, he would be promoted from acting corporal to acting sergeant, and of course win the Victoria Cross. From the citation, For most conspicuous bravery, he was detailed with his section of bombers to clear the continuation of a newly captured trench and cover the construction of a block. After most of his party had become casualties, he was building a block when about 20 of the enemy with two officers counterattacked. 
he boldly advanced against them, emptied his revolver into them, and afterwards two enemy rifles which he picked up in the trench. One of the officers then attacked him with his bayonet, wounding him in the leg, but he shot him dead. The enemy then ran away, pursued by acting Corporal Clark, who shot four more and captured a fifth. Later, he was ordered to the dressing station, but returned next day to duty. Leo Clark would survive the events of his heroic deeds, but sadly he would not survive the war. Barely a month later, on October 11th, he would be buried alive when an artillery shell collapsed the trench he was taking cover in. He would be uncovered by his brother Charlie, but it took into the evening to dig him out and take him to an aid station, because the trench was being bombarded with artillery. He had suffered a broken back when the trench had collapsed on him, and was paralyzed. He would die October 19th. He is buried near the French city of Le Havre. Corporal Clark's Victoria Cross was presented to his father in Winnipeg in the spring of 1917 in front of a crowd of 30,000 people. It was the first time a Victoria Cross had been presented to a recipient Commonwealth soldier in their own country. Leo Clark is the second member of the Winnipeg trio that lived on the same street and wound up winning Victoria Crosses, causing the city to rename Pine Street to Valor Road. He joins Episode 2 subject Frederick Hall and future episode subject Captain Robert Shankland as members of this very prestigious club. In addition to his appearance on the mural on Valor Road in 1971, the Canadian Legion building in his birthplace of Waterdown, Ontario, unveiled a memorial plaque in Leo Clark's honor. All Acting Sergeant Clark's medals were donated to the Canadian War Museum in Ottawa in 2010. That's all we have for this episode. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to contact the show, we can be emailed at CanadianMilitaryHeroesPodcast at gmail.com. I hope you'll join me again soon when we take a look at the exploits of J.C. Kerr. Goodbye. 